Do you know that one of the reformers, the great reformers of the church, Martin Luther, wanted to tear a book out of the Bible? <laughs> it's hard to believe that that could be true, but it is. This is Friday, February 3rd, and we're still walking our way through the book of Titus, and we're in chapter 2. Now, of course, Luther didn't tear that book out of his Bible, but he believed that maybe this book had gotten things wrong, and here's why. Luther lived as a monk, dedicated to serving God and being faithful in everything, and he went to the greatest possible lengths that a good per to be a good person and to keep all of God's commands. But that life became oppressive for him. He just couldn't do it. He wrestled with guilt over things he did, and over things he knew he was supposed to do, but that he couldn't. Then God revealed to him the great truth of the gospel. Of course he could not please God. Of course he couldn't keep the law. But the good news is that Jesus did. Jesus lived the perfect life, so that he could die a substitutionary death. He could die for us. And in the process, he took our sin and gave us his perfect standing with the Father. This is how Jesus redeemed us. Luther discovered in the basement of the church, you might say, 200 proof grace. He discovered God's love for him despite all his flaws and weaknesses. And let me tell you, he had a lot. And liberation came into his life that continues to affect our world today. Yes, this grace changed the church and our world has never been the same. We learned that we are loved by God in spite of our track record and that we have been given the track record of Jesus. It's not our actions, but Jesus' perfect sacrifice that gives us our standing with God and that enables us to live in freedom from the penalty of our sin, our rebellion. Luther learned that we receive this grace, this love from God, not through our efforts, but by faith alone. Okay, Luther discovered all this and sought to share it with the world. And also Paul the Apostle had discovered the same thing as a Jewish man. This is a discovery all of us need to make. To find that we are loved by God, not because we are as we should be, but simply because God has loved us. Now here was the rub for Luther. He found these words in the New Testament book of James. This is James 2, verse 14 to 17. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes, clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm, and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Now this James that wrote this little letter is the half-brother of Jesus. And he speaks of faith as dead without our actions, without works. And this just didn't make sense to Luther. How can we be redeemed by faith alone if that faith has to be wrapped up in works? It just didn't sound like grace at all. Grace is all gift. And as soon as we add requirements to it, well, it's no longer a pure gift. 
So Luther read this letter from James, and he called it a straw gospel. In other words, empty words, and maybe better just used to throw in the fire. But I think he misunderstood the connection between faith and actions. And here's our text today from the book of Titus. Titus 2, verse 13 to 14. We wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Now, Paul says that once we are in Christ, once we learn that we are his very own, he says we are eager to do good. Being redeemed, being loved by Jesus, changes us. We don't do good to get anything from God. It's not the way we win our salvation. And we have nothing to prove and no record to build, no debt to pay. It is the love of Christ that changes us. Our new life flows from the love of God. As we've been learning, grace teaches us, however, a whole new way of life, and it leads us into this way. How does this work? As we internalize God's grace, the things that used to drive us, well, they no longer have control over us. The void we felt no longer needs filling. It's been filled by the love of God for us. And we know who we are, a people that are his very own. Now, I believe both James and Martin Luther had it right. They are speaking of the same thing from a different perspective, a different point of view. We need to see this. We don't live a good life because we're good people. We come to live a new life and are eager to do what is good because God has loved us and changed our hearts. It is his love that empowers us. And yes, we receive this place with God by faith. Now, the good news in all of this is that they're not being told to work harder, to shape up, to try harder. We are being told that Jesus has come to redeem us from our old way of living. And he's given us a new way of living made possible only by his grace. And that grace can accomplish in us what we could never bring about on our own. Let's pray. Lord God, you have set our hearts free from unhealthy life strategies, strategies that held us in bondage, that hurt us and hurt other people. We rejoice that you have purified us and made us your children, and we pray today in the name of Jesus. Amen.